Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're going to be covering Moon Knight feedback. What all of you are saying about the first episode, all that right of sad, we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley. Matthew. Well, we haven't had an Ashley's Corner in quite a while. We haven't had content it, I, in months. Yay! I am ready. Listen, okay, one thing a lot of people might not know about me is how much I love all things Egypt. Like, I love oh. Egypt. Like, I was, when I was younger, I was obsessed with all of it. And then I guess, like, the mummy movies really helped. And anytime mm-hmm. there was, like, at the museums, I always loved it. And I've always wanted to go. Um, Ken's a little wary of it right now, but I would go tomorrow if I could. <laughs> but um yeah like ever like we have a lot of decor here like everything i have an egyptian tattoo like even my bed sheets are egyptian so <laughs> not just egyptian cotton but egyptian yeah. <laughs> i am obsessed with this show i love everything that they're doing i really like what they did with the first episode i thought it was really cool i love that they started with every grain of sand by bob dylan because it's uh pretty perfect for meeting arthur harrow I lo- and I like because I feel like the Arthur Harrow character wasn't a big deal in the comics, so I like that they're bringing him forward as this villain, and we can just do whatever we want with him. Gotcha. And that's the uh, Ethan Hawke's character. Yeah. I don't think he was named in the episode, right? Uh, I don't know. I thought he called him. No. I don't think so, but I, maybe I'm wrong. I, I I didn't think they had given him a name yet, but the subtitles did. Oh, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I, I, I thought that character was very interesting. I don't think we talked about this on our instant cast, uh, that the, gla- the 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 very opening with the glass and the shoes. Uh, oh, TikTok. It is cult o'clock. I love yeah. So you got Egypt and you got cults. It is like, mm-hmm. this was pretty much made for me. <laughs> and extra, extra dark. And like, it, 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 it's really like an adult show. I, I, I'm yeah. loving it. I'm very excited. And yeah. I think the decision to start with Steven is so smart and cool. Mm-hmm. It leaves a lot because uh, it was funny. I'm because I'm trying to explain it to Ken without giving too much away, and he, he's like, "What? He keeps talking to his mom." I'm like, "Does he? Is he?" <laughs> I really like what they're doing with uh, the Egyptian, like Amit versus Kanchu uh, kind of storyline. I hope we get to see Amit because she's pretty awesome. You know, cool. uh, eater of the dead and stuff. Like that's why I like what they're doing with her because they're kind of like Egyptian. I know the mythology in the MCU is a little different than it is from like the actual Egyptian stuff. So her like taking the souls of like good people is what it looks like it's happening to me to make her stronger. So I really love that aspect of it. Like that's what's happening, I think, with his scale. Mm. So he's so it's the reverse of what he's actually saying. Yeah, because I feel like, like they're all they're they're stuck in some kind of pocket dimension or whatever you know she like did you not get like minority report like amit goddess of oh, figuring sure. out who's going to do bad stuff first and that yeah. never works out <laughs> no 100 percent. but i like i definitely got that and i think the idea would to me it was just the idea that like they're good people for her ends or whatever and, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and it sounds like that's similar to what you're saying like they're good people or versus bad people for like the goals of Ahmet, whatever Ahmet's goals are. Uh, yeah. Th- th- this person being gone versus this person sticking around, which if she's mm-hmm. getting power from them, that makes a lot of sense too. I, that's not mm-hmm. something that I'd realized, but that's cool. And it, that's why like it didn't work for, for 
Mark or Steven, Steven yeah. because he, you know, well, I guess we'll find out, but I think I have a good idea. Okay. <laughs> Are we in spoilers yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think so. So, spoiler alert, we're talking about the first episode, so I don't want to spoil, you know, too much from comics or whatever. Yeah, I'm trying people, to. Yeah, trying to walk that line always. Because they, they made a lot of references that I thought were cool in the dialogue to to things that I think are going to happen throughout the show, which I thought was, it was like, they put a lot of thought into the dialogue scenes hmm. and like Sweet. the reflections and things like that. Like there's crocodiles all over the show. Yeah. Like there was even the stuffed crocodile, which I really like. I love stuff and like Ahmet that. Is a crocodile. Is, is, um, a is a crocodile top and a lion's body. Ooh. Yeah. She's, she's badass. Like a chompy Griffin. Mm hmm. <laughs> she she mean she's mean <laughs> <laughs> she mean she mean and i like Konshu is the moon god like they have all the it's it's kind of like you know it's like uh asgard you have your gods and they all do the different things yeah, but the egyptian yeah, yeah. gods are the same in the mcu right right right. like a pantheon they're just not eternal strong okay cool 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 well, I'm glad you like it. I'm really excited. And I think it seems like they're really going for some horror elements, which I didn't really expect. I knew that it was going to be dark, but I didn't expect as much the the real like horror. Like when that creepy, um, what, what are they? We, we talked about last night. The, the, the jackal. The jackal guards, right? Uh, mm -hmm. The jackal guard is like creeping up behind Steven and you see the glowing eyes. I was like, oh, yeah. that is some effective like horror elements. I dig it a lot. Um, I thought really the action cool. was great too. Yeah. They did a good job watching those guys get destroyed by trees. Ken was like, "Now you can see why it's not, you know, MA because you would get they would have exploded." <laughs> Wait, by the trees? Yeah, when they were standing on the side of the cliff in Germany after they oh, got out of their cars, oh, and then the, yeah, the trees yeah, yeah. came Sorry, down and just right. smushed those dudes. <laughs> yes, the trees, the, the the logs or whatever, the lumber. I don't love um, Khonshu's accent, but I'm sure we'll find out like what's going on there. I saw a lot of people saying that it was like sounds like Venom only in English, like an English Venom. Oh, funny! Oh, which I thought it's F. Murray Abraham, right? Yeah, uh, I believe. Sure, I believe that's the voice. Uh, 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 and I disagree. I don't think it's anything like Venom, and I think like that's why they went the way they went. Like I think if you're coming up with like a a voice for this like dark character who's going to be on the inside of the of our of our main character i feel like you would come up with a venom like voice which is like that yeah sort of like <laughs> yeah well it was i think i'd be like joke wise like oh, oh the idiot took over and it kind of has the same kind of da, 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 right da. well that's <laughs> what i like so much about the the very different voice they ended up going with because i think they could be too similar mm -hmm. but like i kind of like that he sounds sort of posh like like mm -hmm. oh the idiots here like, mm -hmm. and, and there's this sort of like with venom and eddie brock in, in the movie version at least um there's this sort of like there's the two of them are sort of warring against each other in this it just feels like he feels like he's talking and there's definitely an element of this in venom especially the first one but like the there's just the, the Conchu is just absolutely talking down at Steven. And I, I, I love it. I love that. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like the runt of the litter in his own body, which I just think is very, very funny and weird. <laughs> I hope we get flashbacks of like the other side from Me this too. episode. Cause Me there were so many black parts. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you heard the instant cast we did, but that was what I was wondering. Like, as we go forward in the show, what are we going to see and what are we going to do? Like, and I'm really curious if, if it's going to go, like, I'm curious if the next episode is going to be forward chronologically, or if it's going to show 
more of what we missed in this episode. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's only six episodes. If they don't do how this all happened to Mark in the next episode, I cannot imagine them waiting too long to do that. That's true. They have to move it along. Here's kind of what I would... This is totally just my idea because there's other personalities, right? There's a few other personalities for for this character. There's, I think there's one named like Jack or Jacob or something like that. So there's really three. I think there's like five in the comics, but right. in I, comics, I've there's a few. seen that they might, like I've read that like Pare it down. they might do three in this one. Okay. So the thing that I was kind of considering, and I think this would actually be really cool for a second episode, if we got this, the next episode and it's from like a different alters perspective. Yeah. And it also ends with him being like discovering mark and being like i need you to take over to help so it's almost like mark <laughs> is like building up this like reputation for being sort of the savior of all the alternates you know i don't know yeah i could totally see a show where they're like you watch three or four episodes and never actually really meet mark he's just this yeah. like alternate and then by the time you meet him he's built up all of this like in you're so interested in like who he is because and what he what it looks like when he's in the body you know Mm-hmm. Which you see a little bit of with Moon, but he's just straight up Moon Knight. Yeah, when yeah, he's yeah. Moon Knight, and and this I know this is comics knowledge thing. When he's Moon Knight, and he's Mark, does is Mark in control, or is like Conchu in control? Yeah, uh, I, uh, he is. I don't want to give too much away before they give the like show's origin of what he's supposed to be, but it's like he's like the avatar for Conchu. Right. So he's like imbued with power through Khonshu. Yeah, but I feel like if Khonshu wanted to get involved and do something, he could. Like the same way he was doing that with Steven's hand with the scarab. Because that wasn't Mark doing that. That was probably Khonshu. When the guy gets away with the scarab and there are like seven bad guys around him or whatever. And then he just goes, blinks out of existence for a second and wakes up and everyone's dead around him. And he's just holding a bloody scarab. Like, I'm, I yeah. don't know if that, and they look at, they're looking at him like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what he just did. <laughs> but I don't know if that's that he turned into Mark and mercenary Mark just did a badass thing. Or if he turned into Moon Knight for like five minutes, tur- did, waylaid everyone and then turned back into Steven. I don't know. Oh, Yeah. I feel like um, uh, Ethan Hawke's character would have brought up if he if he was like, well, you turned into this guy in a cape with mummy things in the front of everybody in that town. And when he came to see him at the thing, he didn't mention right, anything about mention that. that. So I don't know. But he also he seems to still be like trying to figure out what this guy knows because he doesn't. He he's he, he when he when he weighs him, he's like, You're, there's chaos in you. I just don't even mm-hmm. know. Like I like he seems aghast with like ha- not even be able to figure out Stephen, um, and, yeah. and apparently Ahmet doesn't have any jurisdiction there. Like it doesn't seem like Ahmet can make the decision to take Stephen out. You know? Yeah. Well, if if what they're doing is Moon Knight is going to or Khonshu is going to be uh, in Mark, it seems like Ahmet is going to be the or Arthur is going to be the avatar for Ahmet. Mm. So it's we're going to have two gods you know, empowering two different people fighting yeah. over, I guess, souls. I don't know. Isn't that what yeah. they do in Egypt? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, who knows? I don't know anything about uh, really Egyptian mythology or really much of any mythology. Uh, that's always you in Jeff's department. <laughs> yeah. With your legends and libations and such. Um, well, let's uh, get to some of this feedback. How about that? Let's do it. First feedback we have is from patron uh, Fear Mjolnir, who says, Hey, everyone. I'm back now that we have more content to talk about. I just have quick feedback and a theory. I need 
people smarter than me to discuss. So (laughs) I don't know if you have, you'll find that here, but we'll do our best. So first Oscar Isaac is phenomenal. Uh, The way he's able to portray this character gives me a huge green goblin vibe, Hmm. Uh, which is a massive compliment. The way he's able to portray multi people and not really have them interact But Steven knows something is up. And then when you get the mirror shots with Mark and Steven talking, it was just great for me at the moment is a 10 of 10. Nice. I know I have a lot of theories I send in to y'all and I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. But this is more of a question than a theory because I have nothing to go on and just need y'all's opinion. So, I'm a huge Thor fan. He's been my favorite since he was introduced into the MCU, but it is super wild that we haven't gotten a trailer for it yet, being it comes out in less than a hundred days. So do y'all think it's because something happens in the show that will tie into Thor's next movie? We all know that Gore the God Butcher is the antagonist for the movie, and Moon Knight is an entire show based around gods. Like, to me, it makes perfect sense to bring Gore in at the very end of the series as a tease for Thor. Maybe just a post credit scene or something like that, so it doesn't actually have an impact on the show in general. I don't really have any evidence backing this up, but Steven does point out that the advertising is wrong at the museum and there's supposed to be nine gods, but there's seven on the poster. I know there's no way a mortal would know a god was killed, but maybe that's foreshadowing Gore killing off two of the gods. I have no idea if Gore ever uh, killed Egyptian gods, but to my knowledge, he hates all gods, so why not Egyptian? (laughs) Mm-hmm. I don't know if this makes sense, perfect sense. Uh, I just want some other insight on this. Uh, I've heard they weren't going to release any trailers for Thor, and I thought there's no way they'd do it. Uh, then I thought maybe something happens in DS Mom, but I don't think that would tie into the new Thor as much as the show could. I'm sorry for being so long. Last thing, I follow a lot of Marvel pages and YouTubers uh, that know a lot more than me, and I haven't heard anyone even attempt to make a connection with Moon Knight and Gore, Uh, so I really think I'm off the rails on this one, Uh, but I had to talk to someone about it. We've been kind of saying that for a little bit, like whether it was the Eternals or this, but they're introducing a lot of rando gods, uh, I think, Mm -hmm. for Gore to kill off. Um, They probably wouldn't do it to Khonshu, but I could see him coming in and taking out Amit or, you know, Ra or any of the other ones. Yeah. Uh, It makes perfect sense. Yeah. And I like what uh, Fiermilner says about the idea that there's that little Easter egg about two of the gods being missing. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, it's really interesting because Gore the God Butcher, like, I don't know anything about that character except for that he's the God Butcher, like he's trying to kill gods. So if 
it just depends on how they interpret that to the MCU. We've talked about like, he, maybe he's trying to kill Eternals. That's possible. We have talked about this a little bit. Like he's, he's a servant of a God. It makes sense that he would like butt heads. Um, and then of course there's the multiverse aspect that we've talked about uh, with Thor as well. Like if the multiverse is breaking open and a, a, a the elder gods like Cthulhu or Chthon, yeah. um like come forth, <laughs> If the multiverse of madness like ends and it's not all tidily wrapped up and we have these sort of incursions from other universes that are sort of the elder gods, then like that's a whole nother pantheon of gods. And then, of course, yeah. we talked about the Greek gods coming in. Um, mm-hmm. Zeus was, has been mentioned. Ares. Ares, Hercules, like all, all of these are possible. Um, so, I mean, your guess is as good as ours, <laughs> Fear Mjolnir, uh, but I, I think it's absolutely possible that this will intersect yep. with that storyline for sure. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I hope it does. We need a, we need the God Butcher to have killed some gods. Yeah. He's got to kill some gods. <laughs> Just got to, got to get them. <laughs> got to catch them all. Um, <laughs> that's what that's from, right? Uh, Gore, that's, that's the Gore's tagline. Got to catch them all. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> um, <laughs> it really just i mean and there, there's no, no no telling but he does bring up a great point the fact that they have not released a trailer if i had to guess it has more to do with ds mom yeah don't overshadow yeah then it has to do or, or or that there's something big like if there's a big event that's coming that is so like multiverse shattering that it affects thor so badly that we they can't release a trailer i have a feeling it would be in ds mom not in this but it is possible that once this show is over we'll start seeing uh moon knight showing up in trailers for other things because even though he's starting out this very self-contained story it could branch out into the bigger mcu for sure we were trying to figure out um did anything say what year it was so no i don't believe so because that Razor phone was mm-hmm. pretty. Then they all had like flip phones. Yep. It, it did seem like it's a few years old or a mm-hmm. few years ago. So what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And well, actually that, you know, I was, I was talking about the idea of there being like different alternates experiencing different things and Mark kind of getting involved. Like they could do that and they could do it over the course of a bunch, like years, you know what I mean? Like they could jump ahead yeah. and then we could see different technology in the next episode with a different alternate. And it's like a whole different life. And then it all kind of comes together in a similar way. And then we're like, what is going on with this character? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited because it's so strange. It's just so abnormal. It's so against the grain. Like it's not an average, the average story. And they've tried yeah. that with various things in the MCU. I think so far, this is my favorite of just like, this is a very weird tale so far. And it's did you, so smart to start. Did with you season. watch Legion? I watched the first few episodes, so I'm I'm okay. not that deep in it. Okay. I've been meaning to get mm. back to it. but So good. Yeah. That show is, that's probably the coolest show I've ever seen. And it. it's very confusing and it, it's kind of, it kind of reminded me a little bit of this. Okay, cool. Yeah. I need to, I need to go back. I, there's a, I definitely got to, so I really liked the first couple episodes and then I tried to watch it while I was watching other th- or doing work or something. And you, you can't. can't, you just can't. Mm-mm. That's what always trips me up on these really like the best shows are the hardest for me to watch. Cause I need, they need, I need all absolute focus for an hour. And I just have that. <laughs> can't do it. My ADHD brain can't do it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like w- w- maybe one thing a day, maybe one thing a day I can watch and just watch. Okay. <laughs> up next, we got Lauren waters on Gmail says, hello cast. 
I'm so excited we're back with another series, and so far I'm loving Moon Knight. One thing I wanted to theorize on was the Jackal Guard. In the cast, you referred to it as a he, but I'm pretty sure it's a woman. Uh, specifically, a woman Arthur judged guilty in the village. Ooh, uh, hmm. The jackal moves pretty quick, so it's hard to see, but they have a similar long gray hair, and it also looks like the pattern of the woman's shirt has imprinted on into the jackal's skin. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Um, we also see them drag the woman's body off, I'm assuming to transform it into these jackals. Just a theory about what happens to those hmm. deemed guilty. Keep up the good work, Lauren. I thought those were just um, guards of Anubis, which would have been pretty cool because that's very much part of uh, Egyptian mythology, but that hmm. could be. They could be turning them into Anubis guards. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's cool. I'll, I'll have to look for those little Easter eggs if that's the case. Um, and I'm sure if that is the case, it's something we will see in a future episode and then have to look back at this episode and go, oh, there's the gray hair and there's the shirt. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Good job, Lauren. I, I, I will absolutely check that out um, mm -hmm. on, on a rewatch. That's cool. Uh, up next, we have Dadrian Coles on Twitter says, I am absolutely loving Moon Knight. Like many, I'm not very familiar with the character, but I'm loving the ride. I love how we only see and know what Steven sees and knows. The confusion and fear uh, that he gives as Steven is amazing. The mm -hmm. only negative is that I wish we could have seen some of the action as Moon Knight, but I'm sure we will get plenty of that moving forward. I think Moon Knight will be one of my favorite Disney Plus series behind WandaVision and Loki. Uh, sorry for the long write in love. All of the hosts and producers, 3000. Keep rocking. <laughs> thank you, Adrian Coles. And nothing to be sorry for. I think you were the shortest email we got. So thank you. Amazing. Keep amazing feedback. <laughs> it's like the Oscars. You know, <laughs> I, every time someone has one of the, like a perfect speech where they say exactly what they want mm -hmm. the love comes through it's all understood and then you know they're done yep oscar great. club great um oscar isaac speaking of oscars a lot mm. i saw a lot of people in the chat being like oh my god i didn't know that this was poe or i didn't know yeah. that it was the guy from doom and i'm like i uh, oscar isaac's what I qualify as a good actor is if you are so good at a role, you make me hate you if you're a vi like a villain. Mm -hmm. And do you remember um, Sucker Punch? Zack Snyder? I think it's Zack Snyder, right? Sucker Punch? Yeah. I, I've, yes, I, I remember it, but I, I saw it once and I kind of don't remember it well. So he was like the bad guy in there. And he was like, you know, know when you would go into the dreamland, like he was like the pimp pimping out all the girls. And he was, you mm. know, he was evil and I, that was the first thing i saw him in and i i really didn't like him for like a while because of that role but like i was like oh and he played bad guys like he was in like ex machina yeah and just popping up in all these roles and i'm like okay 
you know, that you are a very good actor because I, you know, you kept playing these bad guys and I kept really hating you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and even more than just being a bad guy, like uh, in Ex Machina, he's just very complex and interesting character. Ex Machina and Inside Lewin Davis mm-hmm. sort of two things I saw him in first. And those are just two masterpieces. Um, yeah. Did you ever see um, A Most Violent Year? No, I haven't seen A Most Violent Year. That was very good. Okay. And he's, yeah, he's good. He's also good in... Um, uh gosh annihilation it's really good in that yeah um he I, i'm just scanning through his imdb like all the things i've seen him and he's just been great i've not and he's great in dune he's great uh you know he's great in star wars mm-hmm. i really think he's wonderful in those but like they don't give him much to do as poe yeah exactly he's just kind of like i'm poe yeah i'm poe i'm quippy and that's why i'm here <laughs> yeah and he pulls that off well i think they were tr- i mean i think this is pretty clear i feel like they were trying to make him the new han solo you know like he's yeah the, of course and like i think he pulls that off like i really do i think he mm-hmm. has the charm and the charisma and the like bad boyness and like the like you said the quippiness of a han solo but like it, i almost feel like uh, oscar isaac can just give so much more yeah not much complexity for him in that movie he was just in this really good mini series on HBO with uh, Jessica Chastain called, um, I think it's called like Views of a Marriage or it's not Marriage Story because that was the Scarlett Johansson Driver movie. Mm-hmm. It's called like, you know, Views from a Marriage and uh, make sure your marriage isn't like good shape before you watch that. <laughs> it's intense. It's intense. <laughs> All right. I, I'll, yeah, I'll have to check that out. Crazy. Sometimes when I watch those shows about stuff like that, I'm so glad I don't have children also <laughs> weighing our marriage down. It's just like, it's a lot. People got to go through a lot. And yeah, he really, the two of them really act like acting. So if you want to watch drama, mm. that's a good one. <laughs> Scanning through his uh, IMDb, he was apparently in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. He voices something. Right? He's, he's the voice of interesting person number one. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I don't remember who that is in the movie at all. <laughs> who was in, I, yeah, that's funny. I'll have to look back and see who he was in Spider-Man. How do you qualify a, char- a side character's interesting person? Yeah. Are you like, do you feel interested by them? Like, you want to know more? Or are they telling facts? I have How no do you determine? Idea. No idea. I just found that very funny. All right. Well, uh, let's get to these last couple feedbacks. Um Ivan Chung on Gmail says, Hi there. I am a licensed mental health counselor from Canada and a latecomer to the MCU fandom. I have, however, uh, followed your podcast religiously since WandaVision and love geeking out with y'all every week as a bit of a reprieve from my job, uh, which tends to be quite serious and heavy. Uh, As much as I love it and uh, as rewarding as it is. As a mental health professional... I specialize in treating complex trauma and thus also DID, aka Dissociative Identity Disorder. I mean, aside from the VFX, acting, world-slash-character-building, Easter eggs, for sure, I'll be thinking quite deeply about Oscar Isaac's portrayal of Stephen and Mark. And, who knows, maybe more identities to come? But of all the questions and theories that randomly pop into my head, my first question will be to see what Moon Knight's history of trauma is like and whether they tell those stories in the next episodes. Uh, When it comes to DID and traumatic experiences, especially early childhood and complex ones, uh, the two are basically inextricably linked in my clinical experience. 
Oscar Isaac seems to have really done his homework to inspire his interpretation of what living with DID can be like. And of course, the supernatural and marvelly stuff is what's making this whole story t being told, well, fun. Uh, because I can confidently say the DID and complex trauma stuff IRL is absolutely no fun for my clients. Uh, thanks for injecting a bit of lightheartedness and marvelly convos into the life of a mental health professional over here, Canada side, who also happens to be an MCU fan. Wa Canada forever. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to do that, but it's funny. It is funny. It is funny. <laughs> no, just I feel like you should uh, sing your national anthem with that. But, yes. <laughs> I love that you can tell us even though it's not like a doctor like there's words like injecting and you know yeah, right. <laughs> like it, I like it when doctors write in. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Thank you, Ivan. It's interesting to me. I can't say too much about this because I that's why I need what happened to Mark to be the next episode because you can't keep dancing around knowing where these traumas came from, what they're going to do with it. And we're just kind of in this, like people who know the story are kind of in a limbo right here. Cause we don't know what they're going to do. Mm. So with questions like this and like being like, Oh, what, you know, they better do it in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like he's talking about, we need to know what early childhood trauma might've led to his DID. But who says that's where he got the DID right. from is all well, I'm saying. That's what I ag agreed. Uh, that's possible. That's not the case in this scenario, but yeah. I, Ivan is saying in his clinical experience, those are inextricably linked. So mm -hmm. that's what Ivan's asking. Um, and will they address that portion or that like source of where this uh, condition can come from? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it almost feels like there's so much to do in six episodes. And right now we only know Steven's perspective and it's such that's a, why the next, yeah. it has to be the next episode and it need to be right in the beginning. <laughs> I, I kind of hope it's something totally different. Like I almost, like, I feel like I don't think we need anything else from this. So I, I, I got to disagree with you. Like, I feel like I know everything that happened on the other side. Do, do, what, what, what do questions you do you have? What do you mean? I don't have any questions. Like what you, you're saying you need the what happened to Mark to be filled in. No, I need it to be out there so I can talk about my own theories because oh. I can't say because I know what happened and I know, you know, oh, well, and I just need from, to know if they're doing it. You know, <laughs> I'll just say what I think from yeah. from someone who does not know the comics. Well, I know it's D.I.D. So like just based on the context clues of the episode, I think it's pretty clear what happened. It's all real. First off, like a lot of people were asking mm -hmm. like, what part's a dream. I'm like, nothing's a dream. It's all real. Oh no. Yeah. It's all real. And so it's just him waking up from Mark doing a thing. So like Mark did a thing, then he did. A thing. So Mark asked the girl out. He tries to go on the date, but Mark has been in his body for two days. So he pushes him back two days. Yeah. Um, that whole thing that he thinks is a dream is just Mark is on this mercenary mission to stop uh, this, uh, I guess this servant of Ahmet or figure out what's going on or get this scared, mm -hmm. whatever Khonshu has him doing. And um, you know, he keeps waking up in the middle of that mission and being the idiot. Oh no, the idiot's back in control. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, it's pretty clear to me that that's, that's what's going on. I don't know. Um, I don't know if there's more to that, that you're thinking that like you can't talk about yet. <laughs> is there, is there I more think to you, that? I than think we're miscommunicating a lot. I'm saying, I know, you know, what happens with Mark? And okay. like the, all the questions in here is like, you know, are we going to see what happened in his childhood? Are we going to see this or that? Blah, 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 blah. I, 
I don't know if they're going to do what they do in the comics, so I don't want to, you know, be like, oh, no, oh, this I is what you. happens. That's what happens. I know how, oh, how in the he comics gets his DID he gets, yes, and how he becomes I who see. he is and who the main personality is. Like, I know that stuff. So right. I want them to get there quickly so we can either be going down the lane of the comics and we can talk about it or we're going to go down a different way and I can kind of right. talk about that because I can't theorize because I don't know anything other than I'm not going to be like, well, this could technically be what's happening, but I don't want that to happen. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like BBK talks. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I thought you were talking about your theories about what's going on in the interstitial moments between what happened. No, I no, 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 no. I, I see. That. You're talking specifically yeah. about the DID and like its source. Like, yeah. why are we even here? The right. whole of it, the the conshu of it all. Right. You know, well, like that's the thing is, I think there's absolutely a world where like that could be, and we've talked about this on previous episodes. Like, it mm -hmm. could be regular DID, and then the alternate of Mark that is Mark became the avatar of Khonshu. That's one way this could have right. gone. The other way is that like something about the experience of Khonshu has brought the DID to him has like, you know, especially yeah. as you mentioned earlier, the consumption of souls by different gods and stuff like, like it absolutely mm -hmm. could be that like, this is some sort of somehow related yeah. to his, and it's not even really DID, but I, I would be a little disappointed, I think, because like, I think that they're trying, they've talked a lot about how they're trying to like, express DID yeah. in an interesting way um, and in a sort of a realistic way. Mm -hmm. So it would be weird. So that's why it'll be interesting to see what they're going to do. And that's yeah. why I just kind of want them to get it over with and let's just, you know, get, yeah. get the backstory out of the way and let's move forward. <laughs> yeah. It's like BBK was saying, like, it's interesting knowing the comics because MCU does a good job of like, whether you know the comics or not, there's almost like two different stories being told and they mm -hmm. almost always fulfill both audiences, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that's why I'm like, I'll be happy, whatever it is, either way. Yeah. But uh, it's either going to fulfill everything you wanted from the comics and put it on screen, or it's going to completely subvert your expectations and be a twist. Yeah. And then everyone will hate the Mandarin. Um, <laughs> okay, last one. Matthew Nace on Gmail says, hey, Ashley and her lesser personalities. <laughs> I like that one. That's really good. Thank you, Matthew. Been a bit since I've written in but still listening and loving all the coverage through these doldrums. Ooh, now, good word. on to my feedback. <laughs> when was the last time you heard that word? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> doldrums. I, doldrums. Every day. I think it every day because of my life. <laughs> um, just teasing. My life is wonderful. Uh, love the feel of this show. Something completely new to the MCU and closest to the Netflix shows, I feel that they have gotten. Uh, my one negative to start, why did they make the voice sound like a combo between uh, Venom and Optimus Prime? <laughs> anyway, I'll get over that. I kept saying it sounded like Sean Connery and Dragonheart with just a little less Scottish. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. No, I, I see that. I like that it's sort of just like, I don't know. It's just F. Murray Abraham. He's not doing a voice. It's just like him sounding <laughs> like a posh British guy doing his thing. And I I, I don't know. I, I like it because it's so unexpected to me anyway. It's very mm -hmm. unexpected. I want all of my Egyptian gods to sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's something very imperial about uh, the Egyptian god having such a British voice. I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm assuming that's like how he's processing it through his own 
whatever um to mark yeah 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 to mark or to even or steven, to steven who is with British, a v. Yeah. um okay also i love by the way i did not know this but i guess in comics steven is not british i guess not huh yeah the the they were talking about it and apparently oscar isaac was like why don't we make him British? Like he, we're already doing this in London. Like yeah. let's just make him British and, and pretty cool. make me sound ridiculous because his accent is a little funny. And it's funny that people even mentioned it on the show. Like, why are you doing that weird? <laughs> Cause he's like, hello. Oh, <laughs> well, I have to mention this. Like, uh, someone sent a video over on the stranded Panda chat on Facebook. Look it up. It's the best place to hang out. Um, <laughs> but Someone sent a video of Oscar Isaac being interviewed about this role. Sorry to interrupt your feedback, Matthew Nace. Um, uh, but uh, he talked about how he got inspiration for Stephen from Carl Pilkington from An Idiot Abroad. Oh, I love that show. I love that show. And I've been listening to Carl Pilkington since he was on the Ricky Gervais podcast like yep. 15 years ago. <laughs> and I loved that podcast. It's so weird. And I mostly just loved Carl Pilkington. And so mm-hmm. to hear that he based his character on Carl Pilkington is like amazing to me. I'm <laughs> absolutely so in love. That's so cool. Yeah, I love that. Show. It's like, not going to do that. No. <laughs> Carl, Carl Pilkington is such a weird character. If you don't know him, it's just this guy. He's like the producer of Ricky Gervais's podcast, but then they keep like sort of bringing him into bits more and more as the podcast goes on. And it's just kind just, of revealed. He hates everything. He just, That's what's like yeah, the funny thing about him. He's so uncultured and like unapologetically uncultured. He's like, just, just like, so I can't even, I can't even describe uh, yeah, like you just gotta it's, watch it's it. It's impossible to describe <laughs> Carl Pilkington, but it's the 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 podcast. After you listen to hundreds of episodes, it slowly drifts into just no longer being about anything except for Ricky Gervais and oh gosh, what's his Stephen writing? Merchant? Stephen Merchant. I always I always want to say Stephen Merchant and Stephen Fry, and, and I know Stephen Fry is the other British writer guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant sitting on the podcast. And every week they just interview Carl Pilkington. And he's such a source of like weird interest that it's always good. It's always hilarious and funny. And they're kind of mean to him, but like. Yeah, oh, they are kind of mean. Yeah, they're so mean <laughs> to him. Well, at least Ricky is, but that's Ricky. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Anyway, it's great. But it's funny. to know that he based him on that like blows my mind. I love it so much. Yeah. Okay, like back to Matthew Nace's feedback. Um, so, my two quick points that I wanted to make. Um, it seems like the Dan Brown Opius de Silas character shares way too much in common with Stephen. Uh, he says from the first time he sees Stephen, I know you. Uh, does he recognize Stephen, Mark, or the God? Could he be Ahmet's vessel like Stephen is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, the Dan Brown opiates. He means Arthur Harrow. He he means Ethan Hawke. Okay. <laughs> I guess if from a, one of the Dan Brown books, like uh, what is the one that Tom Hanks is in? And yeah, I know. Um, da, Vinci da Vinci Code, Code and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't Code. know. Yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what opiates Decilis Silas is, but um, anyway. Oh, is that from Angels and Demons or or it's uh maybe shoot. <laughs> I've never Who's read those books. The, who plays Vision? Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Um, so, Because okay. he beats himself with the 
he whips himself that religious you know whatever that's called. oh oh gotcha gotcha i gotcha yeah, yeah I, I didn't know the reference but yeah um so yeah he's like self-flagellatory with the glass and the shoes and that's, stuff yeah Ugh. Uh, yeah no good no good um no but yeah i i know you steven he seems as i know you does he recognize steven mark or the god it's a great question i mm-hmm. think I, I, yeah we just don't know like he recognizes that body somehow mm-hmm. um we will see who he actually knows or knew or again you like you said like he may recognize he may be the avatar of ahmet like he's the avatar of khonshu and then we'll see what happens from there uh point two uh, silas uh, what was the character's name arthur arthur harrow yeah right. <laughs> silas self-abuser dude uh What's his name is uh, judges Stephen to have chaos inside him. Come on, Feige. Uh, It can't be that transparent, can it? Uh, Apparently, the series is detached from the MCU. Could that be because Moon Knight is in a different universe and they are actually playing to the comic version of Nexus beings being confined to their own universes? I could go into a big theory on this with mom, uh, but that's for a different episode that I'll try to get to. <laughs> and did you notice that the first time we see Steven wake up with the Rubik's Cube is solved above his head? Mm-hmm. Uh, love your thoughts on everything. Uh, later skaters, Matt Nace. Yeah, I totally noticed that. Like when he's playing around with it, trying to stay up. Mm-hmm. Um, he puts, I guess he doesn't even put it down. Like we fall into the, the dream or whatever he goes into when he wakes up out of bed next time the cube is solved. Yeah. Which it's interesting. Cause I know I now, so Rubik's cubes are used in movies as like a test of intelligence, mm-hmm. but I have friends who solve them and they're real dumb. So like, <laughs> we have one around here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the thing about Rubik's cubes is it's a trick. Like you can learn. Yeah. It. It's just a thing. It's a pattern you can learn. And like, it's I need a, to move yeah. this here. So you do just left, left, right. Brain further. power. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more, it's more about re- pattern recognition than it is like brain power. So it's, in, it's just, it's kind of funny to me now. Um, but yeah, it, when he's playing with it, when Steven's playing with it, he barely even seems to be looking at it. He, but he does seem to know it well. Like his mm-hmm. hands are moving around it well. It almost feels like he has muscle memory from another character who yeah. has been doing that. And he knows the patterns. Like he even seems to be doing, and maybe this is more subtlety about the Rubik's Cube than I'm realizing, but he, in, in, in solving of Rubik's Cubes, there's all this like, if you want to move a block from like, here to here without affecting other blocks you go like seven to the left and then four to the right and then one across the top like you turn it in these very specific patterns to move the blocks Mm -hmm. and i think that's like steven is doing those patterns but he doesn't seem to be even looking at the cube like he just kind of seems to be like fidget he's using it like a fidget spinner instead of like but it's a fidget spinner that it seems to be muscle memory from maybe an alternate i don't know yeah that's a good point i Uh, like it yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's just. Yeah, I do like that when he wakes up, it's solved though. Um, so I don't also don't know what you're. Sorry, Matthew, I don't get this reference either. He has chaos inside of him. Are you? We ta- oh, we're talking about like the chaos magic, maybe. Yeah, which I don't know if that's exactly what it's going to be, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I think that's just. Uh, I I don't think that's on purpose. I think that's just the idea of chaos in general not chaos magic 
and mm-hmm. it doesn't have anything to do with like Wanda or and, the Nexus beings. Unless they make the gods magic chaos, but uh, right, like and actual chaos magic, which is an easy way to tie things together. But I don't mm-hmm. know if he was just using that word. I think just the idea that he has multiple personalities inside of him is the chaos he's referring to because he's trying to like judge him whether he's good or bad mm-hmm. and apparently steven is kind of both and like he's he, there's different sides of him or different things and he, mm-hmm. he can't judge him and then maybe he thinks i don't know what is what is Khonshu the god of do we know like the moon the moon okay that's right obviously <laughs> also you told me that uh, one of your coworkers calls him called him Moon King. Is that right? Oh, he was like, "You got to tell me about this Moon King show. I'm not understanding." And I was like, <laughs> "What? Oh, Moon. I, oh, okay. You're very close." And I, I had no idea what he was talking about. I'm gonna call him Moon King from now on. I love yeah. that so much. That's <laughs> that so Moon funny. King show. <laughs> <laughs> Just so good. I love it. <laughs> Sorry, <Moon> Mike. King. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Started to bring it up in the on the cast. I just thought that was very very funny. But now you said his name. Now you really gotta say sorry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, it's great. I love it. I really do like that 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 alternate where he's wearing the like tuxedo and the cuffs or whatever, like the white. Yeah, that's Moon King. Like <laughs> that is Moon King. Well, hello, that's Moon, Moon Street King. King. Yeah, but it's like it's even hard at work because everybody's got all these questions. I'm like, I can't answer any of them yet because I don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where the story's going. Stop asking me questions. <laughs> <laughs> Stop asking me questions. I'm tempted He's to He's like, oh, them. sorry. It's for my family. I'm like, I understand that you like to steal all the information from me and go home and sound like awesome dad, but I can't help you yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, any other thoughts on the first episode of Moon Knight before we uh, get off of here? I'm just ready for episode two. I can't wait. Yeah. Same. Same, same, can't same. Wait. Uh, I think it's interesting that we had two people. I think it was Matthew and maybe Fear Milnier who wrote in about its connections to other properties and whether yeah. it will be. And it's just so much fun to be back in the MCU again. Um, yeah. I know this is great. supposed to be a disconnected show, but I think they just mean it's starting from a fresh place. I don't think it's disconnected. I think this is in the MCU proper. Yeah. His first appearance was in Werewolves Within. So the fact that that show's coming, like, we're going to see yeah, a lot more of night. the darker. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. Did I say Werewolves Within? You did. You did. We just watched that this weekend. It was a fun movie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I am curious what you'll think of Morbius when you see it. Because yeah. here's my take on it. And I, and I say this in the cast, but like, it's not a superhero movie. And they said, I saw that in some of the promotional materials. It's not a superhero movie. It right. is very much in the model of a monster movie. Okay. It had definitely become superhero-esque at the end or whatever. But like, it's still, it keeps it small. It's not. It's not these humongous stakes that we're always seeing in the MCU. It's very much a personal story and it's like very much a monster movie. Like it reminded me, especially for the first three quarters of the fly. I love that movie. I do too. Um, And like, it reminded me of that sort of like, you know, scientist trying to do a thing does a bad thing to himself. And now he's trying to like decide whether he like, you know, I I thought it was kind of interesting and it definitely is not the normal superhero affair. Um, so right. I, I, I kind of dug the interesting difference of that, but, um, okay. I know everyone's hating it though. And I feel like I'm getting a lot of backlash after being like, I liked it, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but, um, anyway, cool. Well, uh, cool. Thanks. yeah, I'll watch it as soon as it's, uh, on the TV. Yeah. As soon as it's available to watch. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Which won't be long, I don't feel like. They yeah. move that stuff along pretty quickly. Yeah. They do a little bit of, uh, I'll tell you off cast, but because I don't want to spoil it here. Because I spoil it on the other cast that we just dropped. So, but uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, okay. Hope you're all doing well <laughs> out there in the world. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.